Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the show, Fifth Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Great to be with you today. Um, lots of news, actually, coming around the world of football. You may be surprised, given the fact that most everybody is locked away and sequestered nice and snugly in their homes, away from anybody else, at least six feet away from anybody else, that may be carrying the dreaded lurgy. But there are still many stories percolating and brewing. And look, uh, if you may remember, I mentioned to you in the last show that I, uh, what I thought was going to happen, and it does seem like my predictions are coming true. Once again, uncanny. The call me the soothsayer of football. Uh, we're going to talk about it here on the show. By the way, I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Radio Network. Great to be with you, uh, as I am every Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. And, of course, if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, uh, the award-winning Sirius XM app, I welcome you to the show as well. By the way, if you miss any part of this show, you can catch it immediately after its conclusion or at its conclusion at our podcast network, which is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network. So some big stories to get around to. Uh, the biggest story of all, and I haven't really chimed in on this yet, is that U.S. Soccer have named a new chief executive officer and this in the wake of me congratulating them for their interim CEO which was um, a very forward-thinking idea of a former woman's player who'd been in there. But I guess, you know, it all kind of flew out the window as uh, business resumed as normal. The rest of the world may be topsy-turvy and crazy like we've never seen before. But U.S. soccer, well, they're as predictable and, quite frankly, as corrupt as ever. All right, uh, those are the topics on the table. Let's also talk about the Premier League, about the Champions League. Let's talk about the Euros and what they've decided to do with that. So much to get to today. I uh, hope you will stay with me. Uh, I will be right back after this. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to Fifth Street Soccer presented by BetOnline.com. And look, while you're waiting this coronavirus out at home, you can still have some fun betting at BetOnline.com. Look, there's no NBA, there's no NHL, there's no MLB, there's no Premier League, Champions League, Europa League, La Liga, Serie A. It's all on hiatus. And you may think there's nothing to bet on, but with BetOnline, they still have hundreds of places to wager, as well as their online casino, which has poker and blackjack as well. And you'd be surprised how many people are finding their way to the bet online poker room and blackjack room. Look, in sports, they're not totally done either. There's still mixed martial arts. American Idol, if that's a sport, I suppose it could be. We've got the elections coming up, the spelling bee. And speaking of poker, the $750,000 poker series. Look, loads of fun still to be had. Go to betonline.ag 
and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's BetOnlineAG and use the promo code MYPOD100 at BetOnline. The fun never ends. BetOnline will not let coronavirus ruin your fun. All right, uh, welcome back to the show once again, Fifth Street Soccer, presented by BetOnline.ag. Um, I really don't know where to start with this, so I think I'm, what I'm going to do is start on the Premier League and European League sides. And you have to start to separate these issues a little bit, because whereas there is a massive push right now to complete the 2019-2020 leagues, I would tell you that I think the chances of those leagues becoming cancelled and null and void are slim and none for a lot of reasons. Um, despite Karen Brady, who is the uh, chairwoman of West Ham United, saying she thinks the results should be voided and therefore uh, no one gets relegated, no one gets promoted, uh, no one is crowned champion. And you know why she's saying this, of course. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at the current table situation and say uh, for West Ham United, who are out of the drop zone purely on goal differential, wouldn't this be wonderful? Let's give everybody a reprieve for a season and let's not have to fight the last nine games we have to stay out of the drop zone. But on the other hand, for teams like Liverpool, who are runaway leaders with 82 points at the top of the table, I mean, that would be grossly unfair. And, and I ask, and I really, I, um, I asked this question of you the last one in one of the last shows that I've done, uh, where we spoke about how fair is it? I mean, it, it seemingly would be desperately unfair not to give Liverpool the title, but then you have to look around and say, well, yeah, but how unfair is it to say, if you're going to do that, Wolverhampton Wanderers, you're not going to make Europe. You're only two points away. United are going to make Europe, but what about Sheffield United? They're right in that mix too. So it's fine to say, okay, you're a one runaway leader, or in the case of Norwich, you know, you're a runaway crap leader, um, and you're going to get relegated. But you know, it it, it does go both ways. So it, I I think the only fair way to handle this season is to play the rest of this season out, and whether that's in June or May or January or February of 2021, it is when it is. And and I think that's where the Premier League are going and what they're saying is, look, we're going to play this. We'll play the league out through the summer if we have to. And to make room for that decision, they have, uh, U UEFA have moved the Euros from 2020 to 2021 um, and... That's going to free up the time that the leagues to complete to com to complete themselves. Uh, the same thing goes with the Champions League. Although I will say this, I think there's ah, it's a horrible thing to say. I, I think there's less impetus to decide a Champions League winner as maybe there is a winner of the various European leagues. Now it's possible that the Italian league will not start again. Period. And the Italian league may be on hiatus for more than one year. Uh, given the devastation that Italy has uh, has uh, come under. But we'll have to wait and see. I'm not going to make any dire predictions about that. But the prediction that I made, that they will play out the Premier League season, they will do so behind closed doors if they have to, and they will push it through to the summer if need be, those predictions seem to be coming true. 
And I think that's good news for everybody because I think we need to see some resolution to the season. I mean, who does that help? Who does that help, you have to ask yourself. Look, I think, for example, Tottenham, a team that's had, you know, Son has been devastated with injury. Harry Kane has been injured. I mean, Tottenham are a shell of themselves. Their two best players are out injured. United have had a slew of injuries. I think it helps them. Uh, Man City have had some uh, some key injuries. So for the run-in, I think it probably helps the teams at the top much more than the teams at the bottom. It doesn't change the fact that Liverpool are going to win the Premier League. Uh, however, you know, when you have this much time off, look, we saw how shaky at times Liverpool were after coming back after that uh, extended Christmas break they had. They weren't playing particularly well. And, and a lot of that has to do with momentum and uh, being, quote, in the groove and all these sorts of things that fall by the wayside. And I know all the teams will be suffering from the same thing after they return after an extended break. But still, I, I doubt that we're going to see Liverpool extend its incredible run, although, of course, they did lose uh, that game that we spoke about uh, to uh, Watford, the 3-0 away at Vicarage Road. But I still, they'll still win it, but the luster's come off a bit. The other questions that are out there that I don't think we've really thought through involve the court of arbitration of sport because ten of the nine of the top ten teams in the Premier League have written a letter to the court of arbitration of sport and UEFA asking them not to stay Manchester City's ban from the Champions League pending hearing at the court of arbitration of sport. This is huge. This is essentially nine out of the top ten teams outside of Man City gathering together and I want to say that Sheffield United were the one team that did not complain about this i'll have to look this up as i as i move along but um complaining to the court of arbitration of sports saying you know what enough is enough uh you know stop uh, we need man city to stop delaying this you need to stop delaying this this is the punishment that was given to them and uh, they need to at least start suffering it uh because otherwise it's going to make a fast uh, a farce of um uh, you know, a, a farce of the hearing. And, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, what happened was that there was a legal bid, actually. Uh, eight of the Premier League's top 10 teams. Okay, here we go. Uh, every club but Man City and Sheffield United submitted a joint application to the uh, Court of Arbitration in Sport, each writing separately to the same law firm, which addressed the application to the Court of Arbitration Sport, backed by all eight teams, objecting to the possibility that Manchester City uh, could request their two-year ban be put on hold while the appeal is ongoing, thereby allowing them to compete next season. But um, there are some reports that say City haven't actually submitted that request yet. But you know it's coming, right? I mean, you know it's coming. And, and this is a quote from one of the sources that one of these teams said, quote, the feeling is that enough is enough. For too long, City have been able to get away with breaching the rules at the expense of at least one other club that has been unable, unable to get into the Champions League. The fear is that they'll be able to delay any punishment, and should they win the appeal, get off scot-free, which would be outrageous. However, if they win the appeal, they win the appeal, and they're getting off scot-free? No. I don't know. Uh, I, I do think that uh, they should hear this appeal in an expeditious manner, get this off the plate, City are either in or out, and that's the way it should work. That, I think, is fair to everybody, 
And uh, it's hardly like the Court of Arbitration Sport right this second are going to be heavily busy with all the leaks shut down. Why don't they hear this now? They can hear it via video conference or whatever, and they can put it all to bed. All right, uh, you're listening to Fistory Soccer. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash Fistory Sports Talk. Once again, this show is presented by betonline.ag. Uh, go online right now, use promo code MYPOD100, and get your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, go to betonline.ag, use promo code MYPOD100. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the show. History Soccer presented by BetOnline.ag. Hey, look, you know, um, one of the things that's going on here is lots of people during this coronavirus uh, outbreak have been laid off work, are out of work, have been furloughed, have been given the old boot by their employer. And the job market is going to get very, very busy when this thing starts coming back. And in fact, I'm speaking to lots of people. For example, I'm here in Las Vegas right now, uh, speaking to a very nice lady who was in procurement at one of the hotels, and she has found a job uh, doing the same thing for a hospital. And you know what? She found it on LinkedIn. And I can tell you, look, the perfect hire can have an impact on your business when you go to restaff up for years to come. The only place you're going to find that perfect hire is on LinkedIn Jobs. They have over 675 million members worldwide. They screen candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. They look beyond the work skills and put your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. Look, it's no wonder a person is hired. Are you ready for this? Every eight seconds with LinkedIn. It's why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first 50 bucks off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. That's linkedin.com slash team. You get 50 bucks off your first job post. Post Terms and conditions apply. Go to LinkedIn Jobs and make it happen. All right, well, uh, some interesting stories that have been... Uh, are rolling around some really nice i mean there, there are some really nice stories by the way in and in and around the sort of horror uh that we have been seeing with the coronavirus and and the you know the the impact it's having on on lives on families on uh the world economy let's not uh Let's not uh, forget that massive, massive impact on the world economy. Uh, but a really interesting story that came out in terms of football. I mean, there are the Barcelona players, pampered poodles and pooches, each and every one of them, complaining and bitching and moaning about the fact that they have been asked to take a pay cut. Now, look, I will accept the fact that no one has a great deal of sympathy either for players or for big football clubs. They all seem to roll in money and flaunt it around at the best of at the best of time but these uh, barcelona players have been asked to take a pay cut 
in order to help the club, to help the club survive, and to help those people at the club uh, keep their jobs, or at least, you know, on, on something uh, of a reduced level. Uh, you know, you've seen it here, right? But the Barcelona players rejected a proposal to have their wages significantly reduced uh, as uh, the club tried to negotiate with the club captain and the board of directors. They were all in a room and they were uh, bitching and whining. But uh, there's friction between the players and the board. <clears throat> and um, they've been asked to take... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's not coronavirus. It's just something in my throat. Uh, there's a particular focus on the men's team at Barcelona. Their salaries account for half the club's budget, over th 500 million euros. Half a billion euros get paid out to the first team for their salaries. I mean, that is an astounding number. Think about that. Barcelona are owned by their members, if you didn't know that. They don't have an outside investor that comes in. They do get big breaks from the Spanish government, absolutely. Um, and the club obviously losing match day revenue because they're not playing, uh, no ticket sales, no TV money coming in. I mean, it's not a ridiculous uh, thing to ask for, but they are absolutely balking at taking a, a – I think they were asked to take a 60% pay cut uh, through this uh, period, and they balked at it, which I think is despicable. I, I'm not going to just automatically take – the side of ownership in this one because i'm pretty sure barcelona management's pretty despicable too but i just think it's just such a bad look isn't it i mean it really is it's a horrible look when you think about it because you're talking about a half a billion euros in salary okay so i make uh let's say i make uh 100 million euros a year let's say i make 10 million euros a year everybody's out of work people are dying in the streets the hospitals are overloaded and you're saying oh i'm sorry i'm not going to take three million euros a year until this thing gets better i mean it's disgusting isn't it but then there are great stories like the bundesliga top four clubs making 20 million euros in cash available to other german clubs to help survive this coronavirus outbreak because they know they're not as well healed a wonderful story, a real heart warmer, and we're going to have my friend Bob Caldwell on here, who happens to represent, uh, be the lawyer that represents Borussia Mönchengladbach. They've offered to forego, listen to this, listen to this, this is such a great story. Borussia Mönchengladbach players have offered to forego their wages in total. Think about that. Their players have voluntarily offered to sacrifice almost all of their salary if they can help the club and the other employees at the company. Now, look, I don't for a minute think these players are not going to get a dollar. But what they're doing is they're saying, look, we're going to hurt as well along with everybody else. We're going to allow you to give some of the money you give to us to other people so they can be whole. Because the guy that tends the grounds, the guy that mows the lawn, the guy that sells concessions, the guy that's in the business office at the club, he doesn't make huge salaries. Just a working stiff. This is a great story. And, 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 and one of the things that I want to encourage everybody to do as this uh, COVID-19 coronavirus uh, outbreak passes over uh, parts of the world in waves is to remember. Remember who did what when the chips are down, because you can talk about, all, talk about it all you want. 
you remember about how people treated other people and, and whether that's here in Las Vegas where I am I'm broadcasting to you from where there are certain companies that have treated their employees awfully uh, I'm MGM uh, Boyd Gaming I mean you know what they've done to some of their employees is just shocking and then you got other companies on the flip side that have treated their employees with dignity and respect I'll give you an example here Station Casinos being one And look, I know the casinos are burning huge amounts of dollars every day. I get it. I get it. Really, I, I do. And, and, you know, it's it's not good. No one wants any business uh, to go out of business. But, you know, it's really about people, not businesses, right? Despite what the Supreme Court might have ruled, a business is not a person. A business is a business. So at some point, we have to decide what's more important, a business or a person. Anyway, congratulations to these players at the uh, Borussia, Borussia Mönchengladbach for standing up and, and being counted when the chips were down, because that's ultimately uh, what it comes down to, right? That's the most single most important thing. And I hope everybody remembers that. And I hope everybody uh, stays calm and treats people with respect and uh you know, at some point we will all get beyond this and we will have our beloved sport back eventually, as long with our beloved restaurants and our beloved movie theaters and our beloved everything else we like to do before this nightmare um, came by. By the way, great quote uh, from Andrews Townsend over at Crystal Palace. He said, the public pay our wages. We've got to remember that and we have to give back. And he's one of a lot of players in the Premier League that have turned around and given to uh, research, to uh, given money to research, given money to uh, social needs. It's fantastic. And, you know, look, I think all these players want to play as soon as it's safe. Now, it is interesting to me, particularly here in America, how, you know, the first thing we heard about this was, uh, you know, NBA players all being tested for coronavirus when no one else can get a test. But, gee, these NBA players can get a test very, very early on. Remember that? Rudy Gobert got tested, came up positive, the NBA shuts down. Well, look, if these leagues can test that quickly and have that sort of access, why don't these leagues test every player, every coach, every referee, every guy that mops the sweat off the floor at the stadium and start clearing people, giving them a bill of health, telling them to sequester themselves, and then bringing them in and playing these games behind closed doors. I don't understand why they don't do that. We know they can do that. I don't understand why they don't, because you could then start to open up certain other business. And we're talking really, really small amounts. We're talking about people being able to watch sport on television, people being able to have that outlet, which is what sport is. It's the ultimate reality show, right? People, Bread and games. People need to be entertained while they're locked away in their house. Good Lord, if I have to sit through another one of that purple twat's uh, press conferences about the coronavirus, I think my head's going to explode. So let's get some let's get some sport. Let's get some basketball. Let's get some football behind closed doors. I'm not talking about American football. Some let you know. Let's play the Premier League. Let's test everybody. Give them a clean bill of health if they get it. They play behind closed doors and they're sequestered. We're not talking about this going on forever, but you can move this forward. No one wants these games behind closed doors. But let's be honest, the reality is they're going to have to go there. And if that's where they're going to have to go, let's go there now. Let's go there sooner rather than later. 
You can open up sports betting. You can open up online betting. But more even than the betting aspect of it. People love to watch sport. They need the outlet. It gives people something to gravitate to. And if you can test all your players a month before anybody can to get tested, then why can you not test your players now? That's what I want to know. That's what I ask. Let's make that happen. All right, I'm going to go to break. When we come back, let's talk about the despicable, tone-deaf ludicrousness that is U.S. Soccer Federation. I'll be right back after this. Hey, what's up, everybody? Look, I'm super excited about a new sponsor for our show. Style is changing. Formal wear is out, and the t-shirt, the t-shirt is most definitely in. True Classic Tees are my absolute favorite. Look, it's a company based in L.A., and it's a t-shirt company that's on the rise. The t-shirts are soft. They hold up in the wash. They're incredibly versatile. You can wear them out. You can wear them to work. You can wear them around the house. Look, I sleep in mine, and it sounds like we're going to be doing a lot more of that very soon and continuous as we are all locked away during this sequestration Get to wear your lovely, lovely, true classic tea around the house. Look, the best part of these is that they're incredibly cheap. They're only 15 bucks, and now you can get them for even less money. Go to trueclassictees.com. Use the code at checkout. That code is B-L-E-A-V for Believe. That's our podcast network, B-L-E-A-V. Get 20% off. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll isn't that right, though? I mean, uh, that certainly would be a great way to fight the coronavirus, sex and drugs and rock and roll. And I know there are lots of couples sequestered out there, and uh, all the discussion about the uh, coming baby boom will be interesting. It means people at least are finding productive ways to pass their time together. Uh, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, there is an organization that is managing to make an absolute farce of itself even worse. We're talking about, of course, the U.S. Soccer Federation and their headquarters at Soccer House in Chicago. The most inept, the stupidest, the most corrupt, well, I won't say most corrupt, but a fairly corrupt organization that is supposed to shepherd the game here in the United States and be our official sanctioning body here in our country. And as you know, uh, this organization is a mess. We've talked about it on this show time and time again. We'll be continuing to talk about it because it is a very hot topic. Going all the way back to the FIFA corruption scandals and its incredible, uh, weird, slimy relationship it has with CONCACAF, our federation, and the TV rights money. We're going to Soccer United Marketing and Major League Soccer and how these organizations have a sweetheart deal with U.S. soccer, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. We've talked about all this, and then, of course, the nightmare, the biggest nightmare they currently have. No, no, it's not Ricardo Silva and his lawsuit. It's not the NASL. It's not other leagues trying to take the place of uh, their paymasters at U.S. soccer. We're, of course, talking about Major League Soccer. No, no, no. Their nightmare are a bunch of American women who are making their life a living hell. And why is that, you ask? Why are they making their life a living hell? 
well, they're making their life a living hell because these women are feel, feeling as though they are not appreciated. And look, when you cut down to it, when you cut through the BS, what does a lawsuit for equal pay mean? It means I feel I am not being appreciated at the right level. And how do you show appreciation in the business world? With money, right? The U.S. women are saying that they are not paid the same as the U.S. men. The U.S. women are saying they are worth the same as the U.S. men. And I believe, in fact, they are wrong. I believe the U.S. women are worth more to U.S. soccer than the worthless U.S. men. But U.S. soccer obviously disagrees. And part of it is U.S. soccer are greedy. They have $100 million plus dollars sitting in an investment account. They're not inclined to part with too much of that dosh. It's like, uh, you know, stealing, trying to get candy from, uh, it's not from a baby, my 11-year-old. It's like trying to get him off his computer game. He's going to fight you tooth and nail. His fists will fly. That's like uh, getting U.S. soccer to uh, part with money. But look, the equal pay lawsuit isn't the only one in which they're currently embroiled. They've also got uh, five other lawsuits right now. There's an equal pay lawsuit filed by Hope Solo. Okay, she's a loony. You can probably throw that one out. There's an antitrust suit involving the NASL. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the Ricardo Silva suit that we talked about. There's uh, an antitrust lawsuit from relevant sports a feature about the sanctioning of league games in the U.S. involving foreign teams. And there's a lawsuit uh, from the U.S. Soccer Foundation over the use of the foundation's name and logo. I mean, can you, uh, if you remember one of my favorite films, The Warriors, can you dig it, brothers? How ridiculous is this? This is U.S. soccer. This is our soccer sanctioning organization, of course, as part and parcel of this equal pay lawsuit. The lawyers representing U.S. soccer made some very tone-deaf claims to the court in public that women aren't as good as men, women aren't as strong as men, which, by the way, I don't mean the good part. The, the women aren't as strong as men in general is, is true. That's why we have sexual dimorphism, but uh, that's a result of sexual dimorphism. But to say that women aren't as good as men is wrong. To say that women's soccer isn't as valuable to U.S. soccer as the men's soccer is just dead wrong. Is it the same game if you put the women's team against the men's team? Are the women going to win? Probably not. But what does that tell you? If you put uh, the top female player against the top male player in tennis, uh, who's likely to win? But that doesn't mean which one has more or less value. And especially that argument coming from an organization where merit-based uh, reward seems to be completely out the window. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by this hypocrisy right now. Major League Soccer and U.S. Soccer Federation have fought any lawsuit, any attempt to bring in merit-based promotion and relegation amongst our professional leagues. U.S. Soccer want their monopoly. You, uh, pardon me, Major League Soccer want their monopoly. U.S. Soccer is willing to let them have it. So it doesn't matter. Who cares about merit-based? All we care about is that Major League Soccer is protected and its billionaire owners and the value that they have. Protected, protected, protected. Who cares about merit-based systems? But on the other side, you're talking about, well, the women are worth less than men because if they play together, the men would beat the women. So now all of a sudden, wait a minute, your value is based on a merit-based system? 
and not some sort of other business metric? Well, as far as I'm concerned, U.S. soccer want to have their cake on the one hand and eat it on the other. It's a hypocritical and stupid argument. And as a result of that argument, uh, Carlos Cordero, the president of U.S. soccer, resigned. And there has been a search to find <clears throat> the person that would take over the organization, an organization in dire need of <clears throat> retooling, revamping, a refocus away from protecting the vested interests of Major League Soccer and Soccer United marketing. And look, we don't have forever on this show, so I'm just going to jump down and tell you, Soccer United marketing is the rights-owning marketing wing of soc of Major League Soccer. And they have purchased on a sweetheart, no-bid deal, the rights to the U.S. men's team, the U.S. women's team, and the uh, United States broadcasts of the Mexican national team, they purchased those from the U.S. Soccer Federation for basically nothing. So the U.S. Soccer Federation is, is, is basically, for all intents and purposes, bankrolling Major League Soccer through its sweetheart deals that it does with some. And look, I, I'm not the first one to bring this up. It's been going on for a long time. These discussions have been out there forever and a day. Everybody knows about it. So you would think now, U.S. soccer, a, a, an organization that has brought shame upon itself, that has been mismanaged to the point, mismanaged, if I might add, by protecting these vested interests of Major League Soccer and Soccer United marketing and the quote-unquote soccer status quo, now has, an, uh, has a, uh, uh, an opportunity to bring a new, objective, transparent management that wants to make the federation the organization that delivers equal benefits to all and promotes merit-based systems and does all of these wonderful things. So what do they do when they have this opportunity? Well, they decide to appoint a gentleman by the name of Will Wilson. Now, look... Will Wilson's been around a long time. Yes, some of his buddies, uh, shall we say, Don Garber would be one of them. They love him. You know why? Will Wilson is a former Major League Soccer and Soccer United marketing executive. Folks, what they have done is the corruption at U.S. Soccer has appointed a guy, have appointed the fox to live in the hen house amongst the hens. If you're okay with that, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not okay with that. In my opinion, U.S. soccer house needs to be condemned as unlivable. You can join me online, hashtag condemn soccer house right now. Let's tear it down, let's strip it away, and let's get rid of the U.S. Soccer Federation, and let's let a different organization rise like a phoenix from its ashes. One that is transparent, one that is open to all, one that uh, puts out its products to bid for the highest bidder so it can get the most money in that it can then distribute equally down the soccer pyramid so that we can start getting funding for clubs and funding for stadiums for people other than major league soccer for uh, you know we can do all sorts of stuff we can retool the development academy we can start really growing the game the way the game needs to be grown when you're not looking out for your paymasters and are talking about Major League Soccer and Soccer United marketing. That has to come, and that has to come now. Look, I don't know Will Wilson. He may be a lovely man, and, and under no circumstances am I disparaging <coughs> excuse me, Will Wilson as an individual because I'm going to tell you with full disclosure, 
I have never met the man. But what I am disparaging is the further tone deafness of an organization, the same organization that allowed its attorneys to make that absolutely ludicrous pleadings about the women's team in court, the most tone deaf things you could possibly have done. That same organization, once again, is completely tone deaf. And it is more indication that U.S. soccer doesn't care about the game. U.S. soccer doesn't care about you, the fan. U.S. soccer doesn't care really about you, the amateur player. U.S. soccer doesn't care about you, the youth clubs all around the country. U.S. soccer cares about fostering, maintaining its hegemony and its authoritarian control over all aspects of the game to the single benefit of Soccer United marketing and therefore Major League Soccer. That's the problem, folks. That's the problem. It's not whether Will Wilson's a great guy or not. As I said, never met him, don't know, don't have an opinion. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. It's how tone deaf as an organization can you be that's knee deep in lawsuits. Uh, and some of them, by the way, the stupid lawsuits. I mean, they try to take away the U.S. Soccer Foundation and not allow them to use a logo. Why? Because they wanted their own charitable wing that they could have better control over, one without an independent board. I mean, it, it is uh, the whole thing is despicable. It turns me off the game here in the United States. It turns me off the national team. It turns me off everything. I tell you, the U.S. women's national team, the best thing about U.S. Soccer Federation right now, the men are a, a joke. The organization is a joke. And there, who's doing the heavy lifting? Once again, it's the women of the United States that are doing the heavy lifting. Equal pay, hashtag sheequal pay, hashtag condemn soccer house. Let's get it done. I'll be back to wrap it up after these messages. All right, well, I suppose, I suppose uh, Iggy Pop singing No Fun is uh, pretty much uh, a good song for our current time as we're all sequestered away, waiting for this virus to pass over us and move on and hopefully get blasted into outer space. Welcome back. Fistry Soccer presented by betonline.ag. Great to be with you. Once again, every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 Pacific, I'm with you talking the beautiful game. And even though the beautiful game ain't so beautiful right now in terms of actually being played, uh, it is there are still plenty of stories. By the way, do yourself a favor. If you, if you want to binge some great telly, watch the English game on Netflix. It's about um, the FA Cup in its, in, in, its, uh, in, in its early days back in the 1880s as the old Etonians uh, played um, Blackburn. It actually wasn't Blackburn Rovers they played in. It was a bit, they took a bit of license, but it's against Blackburn Rovers uh, in the FA Cup, the uh, original amateur team versus one of the first professional teams. It's about Lord Kinnair, and it, it's fantastic. It really encapsulates the growth of the game from an early, from its early days, and you can see the where it started uh, all the way. Until now, check it out. Uh, you'll really love it. It's a fabulous show. It's called The English Game, and it is on Netflix. Okay, well, I tell you what. If you know of any other great things to binge watch, 
why don't you post it for me on my Twitter page? Uh, you can find me at Nick Gieber. In the meantime, I'm going to go. I will be back with you tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Coming up next week, by the way, loads of stuff. I'm going to have Bob Caldwell on to talk about some of these legal issues. And Kartik Krishnaya next week comes back in. We're going to be talking football with Kartik Krishnaya and Nick Eber right here on Fist Street Soccer, presented to you by betonline.ag. Do me a favor, support all of our sponsors for sticking with us through these tough times. Bet Online, uh, Classic Tees, and LinkedIn Jobs. All right, till tomorrow, have a great one. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.